Welcome to the Casual Vibe Pod. Here, going by Ryan. Hi. Introduce yourself, Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. Um, uh, I work at Zoo Miami. I'm a zookeeper there. Official title animal care specialist one. Um, that's just fancy for zookeeper. Uh, I work at Zoo Miami, we're the fifth largest zoo in the United States. Um, we're roughly what did I say the number was 750 acres. Yeah. We have uh, roughly 500 species with roughly 3,000 individuals. So 3,000 different animals. Right, yeah. Different animals. Yeah, like individuals. So like. So does that count like reptiles, not reptiles, like yeah. bugs and... Um, so we do house some insects. Uh, most of the insects we have, like we have some tarantulas, some scorpions, but uh, it's mostly like, those are usually like um, ambassador program animals, you know what I mean? Okay. Um. My area doesn't have any of those guys. I work with uh, mammals, large mammals of the Amazon. Uh, I got jaguars. Let's go through it. I'm going to run through the list. Okay. Guanaco peccary, um, giant anteater, giant river otter, roughly 500 um, bats. There are micro bats, so you could fit a lot. Um, Tamandua, porcupine, sloth, agouti, which is a species of rodent, kind of looks like a capybara, just. So very, Those very, are cute. very small. Yeah, he's really cute, but he's only I don't know a foot and a half long. Is that is that small for that species? No, not really. I mean, he's a species of rodent. Uh, capybaras okay. are the largest species of rodents in the world, and they're like an abnormality. You know what I mean? Like rodents, like rats, yeah. hamsters. Uh, Phil or Goody, he's the same. Now this is kind of this might come off as a little bit ignorant, but do they do the same things that like rats do, or? What, like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, I what mean, do they do in the wild? So he, so agoutis in the wild, they're one of uh, Brazil's and the Amazon in general. They're one of their uh, largest sea dispersal animals. So what they do is they'll uh, eat their, they'll eat you know fruits, vegetables, but they also eat seeds. So like um, the Brazil nut, they're the largest um, distributor of Brazil nuts because they have a really uh, tough exterior shell. So what they'll do is they'll either eat it there, or if they're not hungry, they'll bury it somewhere to return to later. If they forget where it is and they just forget about it, that will turn into a tree. So wow. yeah, so they're they're a seed dispersal animal. Uh, another spe- uh, seed dispersal animal I work with are spider monkeys. Um, I also have uh, giant river otters, jaguars, um, howler monkeys, golden lion tamarins, and that. I believe is it. Yeah. What's your favorite animal to work with? As an individual or a species? As an individual. I don't know. I like in your yeah in your section right. Uh, I like primates. I like the spider monkeys. We have five in total. I don't think I have a favorite because they're all like really personable. Yeah. So no, no, I mean like oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a species. So so spider monkey. Yeah, I think favorite. that would actually cover both the the individual and the species because okay. I do like both. Okay. Um, you know I I love capuchin monkeys. Capuchins, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Oh, 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 it's like that. Is it's capuchin? I'm not sure. I say capuchin. Okay. But I thought I thought it was capuchin. I don't know. It could either be. way. They're super cute. I want to yeah. like I'm, I have an, I have a vision of like a house in the future with like a whole room where like. He or she could live in, like not like <laughs> a cage, right. like an entire room. Uh-huh. As sure, if, go for as it. As if it was like my ba- like my baby. Uh huh. But I'm kind of scared because I heard they're kind of aggressive. Like I'm, I'm, monkeys can be. So aggressive. I mean, I'm gonna be like not throwing, to like not to like, like throwing, you know squash poop. your dreams, but like it's never a good idea to house a, mon- a primate. You know, uh, in the wild, primates have a whole uh, rainforest to yeah. themselves, so it's never a great idea to house one as a pet. Yeah. I mean, there are inst- like you know if. There are facilities that have them. I mean, Miami has them, but we, we try to give them adequate space. Um, I have seen, actually, on the gas station on 152nd, the racetrack, mm-hmm. one time I was pumping gas, and the lady next to me, she had a, you know, a, a baby in her shoulder with a diaper on. I was like, oh, that's cute, whatever. And the more I look at it, I was like, man, is that a cat? Is that, that, a, is that baby. a dog? <laughs> it was a little capuchin monkey. No way, Yeah, dude. right here. They're so cute, right? Yeah, yeah, they're cute. Most primates like are just cute. walking around with like a diaper. Like, yeah, it's so cute. I have, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. videos of this guy who has like a a, a capuchin monkey, mm-hmm. and cutest thing ever. Yeah, they are cute. So I I feel like if I was a zookeeper, I would like to work with monkeys as well. Yeah. So yeah, they're cool. I've I've worked not to cut you off, but uh, besides the spiders, I saw the howler monkeys and the GLTs. The GLTs are really cute. GLT. 
Yeah, golden lion tamarind. Oh, a tamarind. It's a very small species of. It's a calatricid. It's a are very those, small species. Are those the one with with, uh, with the striped tail? No, you think about ring-tailed lemurs. Okay. Uh, so all my animals are from South America, from the Amazon more specifically. Uh, lemurs, specifically ring-tails, are from Madagascar. Um, and you work with leopard or jaguars? Jaguars. Yeah. You work with jaguars. Yes, How's sir. that, bro? Dude, it's really cool. Uh, it's really funny because when at the base of it, and when the more you get to know them, and as, you know, it's still a jaguar. Just because we're a, a zoo doesn't mean that this is like a domesticated animal. It's still a jaguar. However, when you really get to know them, they're really sweet and like it's kind of like they're kind of like house cats, you know. Like you give them, like if we give them like certain types of enrichments, like Emma, one of our females, we gave her this really big box. Uh, one of our keepers came in with like a uh, a box for like a inflatable pool, you know. So it's like a really big box, and we added like a bunch of cinnamon in there just for her to like play around in. And, you know, she'll, like, bite it. She'll, like, wear it. Like, she'll literally go inside the box. <laughs> she'll walk around with it on her. It's adorable. So, the the jaguar, it is, it is in the family of, the same family as cats, right? The yeah, they're, they're a big cat, yeah. Do they do the, also the same thing where, like, if they can fit their head somewhere, their entire body can fit in there? Just like um, a cat? I'm not sure. I I, I would like collapse. I think it's like uh, like like the bones can collapse or something. I'm not sure. I can't tell you that. I mean, they do have pretty big heads. Um, we call Adonia, who's our male. We call him Big Head because yeah. his head really is massive. His head's probably my shoulder width. Uh, even though they're the smallest of the big cats, they're huge. I've worked also tigers and lions. They're so much bigger in person. When you're five feet away yeah. from them, they're incredibly. So much bigger than you think they are. Now, when you say work, how close do you get with these these cats? So uh, they're always protected contact. Uh, I'm never going in there with any dangerous animal. Um, there are only certain species we can go in with, which is called. Um, I I my blanking. Okay. Point is, protected contact is when we cannot go in with them. Free contact. There you go. Protected contact is when we cannot go in with them. So. I could go mesh to mesh with them. That's how we feed them, right? With tongs, we'll feed them their, their diet. Um, if you really wanted to, you can stick your fingers in there. That's how close we are. But yeah. obviously, you know, we're trained professionals. We're yeah, not doing you know. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that—that that is how close it's mesh to mesh. Okay. Um, it is close, but you yeah. know that's why we're trained the way we are, so we don't lose a finger. How many times? Like how many times do these big cats get fed in one day? Because, uh, like, it it because, all depends. Because, it, you know, us as, like, the, the people who enjoy the, the zoo, like, mm -hmm. like the civilians, I guess. Yeah. We don't, like, we don't ever see these animals be fed. So, like, it's, I, it's funny you say that because that's, like, the number one question I get asked. Yeah, so, like, like when, when do they get fed? When I'm on the public pathway, if it's not, where's the bathroom? It's, oh, is it feeding time? Um, so, it all depends. Like, every, so, at Zoo Miami, we're lucky enough to have a nutritionist. And we have a whole state-of-the-art um, nutrition center. We prepare our diets, they weigh everything, they measure everything, and they give it to us. We don't have to worry about anything. All we have to do is feed it to them. Um, and that goes for every animal in the entire zoo. Um, so that, that being said, it all depends on their weight. Um, Adonia, who's our male, is roughly uh, 10 to 20 kgs larger than our female emma right or and ray they're way about the same that's about like 22 23 pounds right ten, i can't do the math on ten, that <laughs> yeah it's like it's like a conversion rate of yeah. 1.2 so 10 you, sure. you said it was 10 10 kicks uh i believe well today we weighed them i believe it was 19 this morning 19 difference like a difference yes 19 yes and i could be wrong Adonia. i can't Adonia is the male right? yes Adonia is the male. so he weighs about yeah, like 40 something pounds more than the female i can't do the math i'll take your word on it Okay. But yeah, so all the diets are weight dependent. Um, we try to step up with our jags at least once in the morning, at the very least. Um, we try to always uh, give keeper to animal food, you know what I mean? So like, we will leave food on exhibit for them to go find. Yeah. We will give them like whole prey to eat. But when we give them the majority of the diet, we try to give it to them as a keeper. So we're, we're stepping up with them multiple times a day. And that's to establish a, like a, a good relationship. Right? A relationship. Um, it, it is really important when we're shifting them, when we're training them. It's, it's always good to have a good relationship with your animals. I remember when I used to have a ball python, mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest things that they would tell me is like, you could just drop it into the enclosure or you could like take them out of the enclosure, put them in like a specific box so that they know 
that whenever they're in this box, it's mm -hmm. feeding time, and that you know they should see when you drop the the, mm -hmm. the food in the there, sure. so that they know that oh wow, this person, this hand that's mm -hmm. floating from the sky is feeding me. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be less likely to attack this. Hand. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, so yeah, but you know what's funny? Right after, you know, you feeding times after I fed him, and I, I was gonna give him two. So after no, I fed him the first time, just one, just one, just one rat. He ate it, and then I made a mistake. I put my hand way too close to his hand, yeah. to, to his head, because you know they don't see; they have um, infrared vision. Right, they see thermal. So sure. all they saw was another warm object right. coming near me. I'm gonna uh, it's food. Sure. Nope. And then he bit me. So that so that's why some people will say that not to do that because when they're in that box and they know it's feeding time, yeah, any warm signature they'll see, they'll they could take it as food. Um, it was my mistake. I was supposed to go. I was supposed to grab it from behind the head, and mm -hmm. I don't know why I didn't do that because I knew that. Oh, well, thankfully, ball pythons in general are pretty, you know, it's harmless. It relaxed animals. Animal. Yeah, like uh, it's, and that's usually an accident. You know, that's user error. That's not that snake trying to like yeah. get you. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, and I understood that, so it was whatever. Yeah. So, how long have you been working for the zoo? Um. So I'm coming up now on three years total. Uh, two of those years being paid. Uh, my first year there, uh, I was an intern because this is as like you know it's an experience-based field. So the more experience you get, the better it is for you, and you know the better it is for the animals, for your coworkers, you know. So I was there for a year interning. I worked two different areas as an intern, and in October 2020, I got hired as a part-timer. And then this past um, April, I believe, I got hired full-time. So I'm coming up on two years paid, uh, three years total. Congrats, bro. Thank you. That's big because I know <laughs> I, I know this is what you want. Yeah, yeah. This It's funny because, like, I've always said, like, when I was four years old, I was walking around saying I was going to be a zookeeper, you know, and it was just, like, for the love of the animals, you know. I didn't think this was something I was actually going to do once I got a little older, but here I am. <laughs> and all it took yeah. was just to apply there. And, and you started off as a as a volunteer, correct? An intern, yeah. So we do have volunteers and we have interns. It's a little different. Oh, it's different? Okay. Yeah. So volunteers are just that. They're volunteers. They usually don't uh, work in the animal care side of things. Uh, they'll usually do kind of like extra stuff, you know, like little extra things we need. They usually don't answer. I don't interact with interns personally, or excuse me, with volunteers personally, unless I see them on the walkway, they'll say good morning. Um, interns, animal care interns will work with the zookeepers. They'll work in the areas and they will work animals. Um, they're more, they're learning how to be a zookeeper. So that's what I was doing as an intern. So you were, right. I was, uh, whether it be prepping diets or cleaning an area or learning how to clean holding pens or learning how to walk a yard, you know, little things like that. Um, that's what you learn as an intern. Um, and then that's when I got hired as a part-timer with Team Atlantic, the same team I'm on now. Um, and that's when you get more hands-on, you have more responsibilities. And now I'm a keeper one. Um. I have a lot more responsibility now. I'm, you know, it's just the more you progress, the more stuff you you're in charge of. Like, of course, yeah. So I know this is a kind of random random question, but I know in the zoo there's like rides as well, attractions. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call them rides. There are some They're like attractions. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. I know there's one that's like a river. Yeah, like yeah, can, sure. And then there's another one, right? No, there's that one. Uh, I have to think on that. I'm, I'm not. Too sure. So I like, know in the Everglades we have the, the the boat ride, like you said. Yeah. Where it'll go around and it'll like you'll see like behind some of the exhibits and you can see the bears and the gators. Um, we have a lake in the middle, like a really big lake in the middle of the zoo, and you kind of have like um, it's like one of those uh pedal boat rides. Yeah, I've I've seen those. There's some of that, and that's not more of a ride. That's more of like a boat, and you could explore yeah. the lake. Um, there's like it, there's not like real like. If you're talking about like roller coasters and stuff like that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm nothing really like, like that. that. Like the, like the like the river one, that one that you sit into this little boat thing. And yeah, that that's like the main one I could think. Yeah. of. unless I'm missing something, that's like the main one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people actually do come expecting like a full, like theme park kind of thing, and I, I think they. Oh, the and there's point. also like a water like a water park type of thing, right there. Like yeah, the but that's that's more for it's like, just like little kids. kids you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like like water spots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, we have two of those. One in the in the Oasis area, which is like a restaurant, and one right in front of A and B, Amazon and Beyond. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, I want to hear a full day in the life. A full day. In a life. full day. 
Like, what do you do from mm-hmm. start to finish? Because I'm still a little bit foggy on this. I mean, you've told no, me you told me that you like take like like you take observations and whatnot. Right, like for sure. And... So usually, uh, it, times always depend on the area. Uh, we have an opener and a closer. Um, so if I'm opening, I, I come in at seven. If I'm closing, I come in at nine. So which one's the most like? Um, what's what's the word? Um, exciting not exciting but like well, like it, something they do like the most like more i i do nine to sixes more i usually close more but it's usually because it's, it's correlating with a run what a run is is my area team atlantic has three runs uh one run is giant river otter so it's giant river otter giant anteater guanaco peccary one's walkthrough which is the walkthrough exhibit with the sloth and the tamandua and the uh, porcupine and the bat caves and then you have the jaguar run which is jaguar Spider Monkey, Collar Monkey, GLT. But so, what's a run? That's the run. So, but what, what is a run? What like, mean? like sections? You mean? Is that yeah, what a run is? It's, div- okay. it's divided to those three sections. Okay. My area would be divided to those three sections. Okay, got it. So, uh, so, call, so and the they're called runs. Excuse me. Yeah. I guess I should have said that. Gotcha. All right. But yeah, so it, it all depends. Uh, the opener who works seven to four usually works walkthrough, um, and closers usually work River Otter and Jag. Um, so it all depends. But yeah, usually first thing in the morning you get diets. Um, opener usually tries to you know get started for everybody, feed all the animals, kick everybody out onto the exhibits. Um, when the closer comes in at nine, at that point you know we just start cleaning. Um, but what? So it's just one. So how many people are there in each run? In one day? It, it depends. Uh, Is it one opener, one closer normally? Or no. Uh, on a great day, two per run. Uh, we're short-staffed at the moment, so we don't have that many people. So right now, we're it's usually four people to five people total, and you know, you just divvy it up like that. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so it all, always depends. So by by diet, you, so it's just one person feeding all those animals in that run. Uh, sometimes, yeah. It, it it usually depends. So if I'm opening, let's say I open tomorrow, right? I'll go to the nutrition center. I'll pick up all the area's diets. I'll come back and I'll try to feed. Let's say spider monkey, the walkthrough exhibit, the bats, the giant river otters, um, and maybe holler GLT. Mostly because the jaguars, guanaco peccary, giant anteater, we, it's hard to like describe it. Those are more animals that we don't have to kick out right away. It's easier for the keepers to kick out river otter right away. What do you mean kick out? Sorry, put those animals from holding onto exhibit. Okay. So for, let's say, for example, for River Otter, there's six large holding pens, right? Okay. We have four otters total. It helps us more in the morning to make sure two of those otters go out and it's easier for us to clean than instead of coming in at nine and then having to do that. It just puts us behind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it, it all depends on how we set each other up to be try to be done at noon which is our lunch so that's interesting i didn't know that i thought these animals like stayed in their exhibits all the time no that's so that's like that's like an escape issue and you know it's also dangerous for the animal um we are in the middle of the rock uh pine rocklands okay so what that means is that basically behind the zoo there's a, a big forest we can't control what's there. There are coyotes, there are bobcats, there are animals that if we leave our animals out on exhibit, they could probably go hop the moat and try to, you know, get a wait, snack. Wait, rewind. There's actually bobcats? Sure. Wild yeah. bobcats? Like... I've seen fox. I've heard coyotes. This is, yeah. In the, the, Rockland. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I, once time, sorry? Bobcats? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, Florida has... You know, a bunch of native I mean, species. Isn't that like, like the Florida animal, like the Florida bobcat? I think you think about the Florida panther. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's no, what I mean. No, I was just testing you. I was just we testing. We definitely you. don't I have just, panthers there. But. I was just testing you. Bro. You see, like, yeah. you see, you know your animals. <laughs> yeah, you but yeah, yeah. It's it's the wilderness out there. Even though it is, you know, a a a, a large protected area, it's protected to make sure we have those animals there. Because okay. uh, we, the plot of land that Zoo Miami is on is the second largest rock pineland preserve in South Florida. Number one is the Everglades. Zoo Miami 
in relativity to that isn't that big. So we try to we try to keep it as intact as we can because rock pineland the pine rocklands are where a lot of uh, native species to Miami to South Florida live, and every day it lessens more and more. And those animals, like for example, the Walmart that just opened there, I was going to say that we they cut a big chunk of that the pine rocklands to make that Walmart, that Starbucks, everything that's there. They had to cut from the pine rocklands. Last October, I was leaving my friend's house who lives right there. It was like midnight, and I'm driving home, and I look over at the Walmart, and there's a wild coyote right there in the median. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was huge. I thought it was a German shepherd. I thought it was a large German shepherd. It was a coyote. So Just like on the road? On the median, yeah. What? Yeah. Can you imagine walking by that at 12 in the morning? Yeah. Just like just doing a walk? So yeah, it's or just like putting you know, gas right there the racetrack, yeah. and the thing just approaches you. Yeah, you don't realize how many wild animals really are around us just because we're in the suburbs. There, yeah, there's. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I had no idea that I had no idea that, that pine the pine rocklands were even a thing until they made it a big deal when they were yeah. trying to make the Walmart and whatnot. They were yeah, like yeah, yeah. Position yeah. to stop it. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how many animals do call Zoo Miami home that aren't even our collection animals. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon. I've seen them myself. I'm parking. I look up in the tree, and there's a bald eagle looking. Like, how many people can never. say, Go ahead. you know, like, no, I'm, what I'm saying is like that. How many people do you think say that they, they really know that bald eagles nest down here? It's part of their migration. Same thing with bonneted bats. Bonneted bats are a species of bat that live down here exclusively in South Florida, and they call Zoo Miami home. They don't call a lot of other places home. You know what I mean? So the more that, like... The land goes away, the more that these animals go away. I'll never forget the day, or the night, rather, when we were playing basketball mm-hmm. at night, and you're like, guys, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these birds up there, like, you know, like, moving from tree to tree, and you're like, well, those mm-hmm. aren't birds. Mm-hmm. Those are bats. And I'm like, bats? Yeah. I had no idea that bats even, yeah. like, lived here, like, oh, randomly, for, like, birds, bro. <laughs> there, there are thousands of species of bats in the world. I had no idea that bats yeah. lived in my neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you don't think expect it, but they do. Those screeching noises I hear sometimes, like, like, yeah. like those high pitched chirps. Those are all bats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were like birds or like crickets or something, bro. <laughs> no, these are actual yeah. bats. And a lot of people and how big are they? Uh, I'm, I don't know for sure. I've never held one, okay. but I, I'm assuming it's a species of micro bat, so it can't be more than. No. And what do they eat on? Like, do you know? I don't know about bonnet bats. I I know for sure um, the three species I work with, whether Jamaican fruit bats, uh, pale spearnose, and Ciba shorttail, they're all um, herbivorous. We give them a a whole variety of fruits and vegetables. Uh, Yesterday I fed them collard greens. They got banana. They get pear. They get apple. They get um, grapes, blueberries. They get a whole variety of things. They got a whole bunch of fruits. Yeah, exactly. So all of your bats are fruit bats? As in Miami, yes. Which one's your favorite? Like in terms of like physical appearance. Like like most beautiful. If you can even call it, bats it's, beautiful. I like bats. I think bats look awesome. Yeah, it, it sucks because like bats are really underrated. They have really cute faces and people they have like such a bad like uh stigma because when it comes to like COVID nineteen, rabies, look at movies, how do you depict bats as vampires and you know, these blood sucking animals? Exactly. And it's not the case at all. I mean, I have a picture. I wish I could show it, but it's a podcast. Um, you can send it to me. Literally, I'll put it on the screen. For sure, I probably will. Last Wednesday, I was in one of the bat caves, and a little bat lands right on my shoulder. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, a, it's a cave. There's 500 individuals in there. Eventually, they're going to run into me. So he lands on my shoulder, and he just hangs out while I clean. They don't do anything. You get me? They're not out to get you. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So although they are herbivores, yeah. do they attack humans? No, no, not at all. Uh I have never been, like, quote-unquote, attacked, ever. Sometimes they'll run into me by accident, but it's because, you know, I, I'm in their way, you know? Um, and they're very sturdy. They Like, I've always said it, they feel like little baseballs. It feels like a baseball hits you, like, right on the arm. But no, not at all. They, they, and I say this all the time, like, that's, like, the one thing that most people ask me when I'm in the bad case. And I always say, like, they just want to do their own thing. They I want nothing to do with me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just there cleaning. Um, and that's another so you're species. The one yeah, right? We all so, are, basically, <laughs> because, you know, these people live in nature, and what are we doing? We're settling yeah, sure, in their homes. For sure. And uh, 
and then bats are another species, like I said earlier, fruit dispersal, or excuse me, seed dispersal. Seed, yeah. Bats are the same way. I mean, you look at the Amazon in the Brazil, banana trees, cocoa trees, where you uh, get chocolate from, that's all bat dispersal. Now, granted, there are many animals that spread these seeds, but bats are a big one. Um, as the Amazon depletes, as the bats go away, we're going to lose chocolate, banana, and all these products. I can't think off the top of my head because, you know, bats are some of the ones dispersing one of the highest numbers, dispersing these seeds and all that, that, you know, make these trees. Also, that's probably why, I mean, I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to this, but that's why I have you. When they were doing the whole, when it was like a big, so there's a big deal. They're trying to um, cut down the Amazon rainforest. That's one of the consequences that we might face if we... Sure, absolutely. Well, that is, there, there's just so much, you know. Uh, I work with giant river otters. There's a good to fair chance that by the time I have grandkids, they'll have no idea what that is because of how little numbers they have in the wild. And that comes from overfishing, from, like you said, deforestation. Uh, giant river otters are pescatarian. They eat fish. It is known that now they're going after caiman, which is a species of crocodilian. And not only going after them, they're killing them and eating them because of how low the, the fish numbers are in the Amazon because of overfishing. That just goes to show like how badly these, how bad their numbers are. They can't even eat what they're supposed to eat. Now they're going after croc basically crocodiles. Right? Now, I know that's sad, but I can't help to just marvel at the fact that we are watching evolution. Right. Like these people, yeah. like these, these giant river otters are evolving right before our eyes. They're just, you know, they, they went from eating fish, now they're advancing to crocodiles. Yeah. What's well, next? we don't, you know, ideally they don't have to eat caiman, but. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's sad, but it's yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah. marveling at the fact that evolution, yeah. we're actually watching it. Like, mm -hmm. people are just sure. overlooking it. That's actually happening. That's evolution. They're adapting. Dude, it's pretty crazy because, like, people always ask me, oh, do you guys swim with the river otters? Dude, no. <laughs> dude, they have... Aren't they, like, really powerful? Dude, they have extremely powerful jaws. They have, uh... Alarm. Why is that going off? <laughs> they have extremely powerful jaws. Razor-sharp teeth. Yeah, at Zoomayama, we have four. In the wild, they could, they could travel up to packs of 20. They're known in Brazil as river wolves because they... You don't want to see one swimming towards you. They're not super aggressive animals. They're not out to get you. However, if you mess with them, they're not these cute. Well, they are cute, but they're not these cuddly animals. You know what I mean? Like these are animals that you have to respect. Now, the name giants. How big are they? Well, they're the largest species of river otter. Um, I believe, and I could be. I don't know much about. Yeah. Uh, marine. Yeah. Um, that's not what I work with. But uh, there are other largest species of river otter. In they could get up to six feet. Uh, ours, as in Miami, are about four to five feet, which is still very large. Um, but yeah, uh, they are known to get about to, uh, six four to feet. Five feet. Yeah, it's, like it's big, bro. That's Dude, more. That's, yeah, I can't right now. Yeah. This way, but <laughs> yeah, no, they get really big. That's uh, as big as like a like a like a middle school. Yeah, for sure, they get really big. Wow. Can you have four to, of them? Yes, we have four. Uh, we have mom, her daughter, and her two sons. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But yeah, compared to like ASCOs, like American small cloud otters, yeah. North American river otters, you know, those are about, they're, they're really small. They're only about a foot to two feet long. Now, I was going to ask, oh, dude, I don't know why I have this vivid picture of when I went to the zoo one day, I don't know who I was, with, I think I was with somebody, and <laughs> you had just randomly went up to me and was like, or I mean, you know, like not randomly, like we're just walking by some a tree and you're like, oh, pick this tree and eat it. What tree was I didn't that? tell you to eat it, bro. You did? No, you <laughs> I told did. you to smell it, man. Oh, yeah. it was smell. It was smell. No, okay, I'm so, not going so, up so, to him asking him to eat stuff. So, wait, no. hold on. Okay, I thought it was eat. Okay, so what did it... I think it was mint. Was it mint? It or? was Brazilian pepper. Yeah, it's a species of uh, of an invasive uh, plant. Okay. And uh, basically, it's... It, I guarantee you, it, it's freaking everywhere. Like, it's taken over South Florida. But yeah, you crush it up and it has like a smell to it. Now, when you said in the beginning, you have 500 species, was that? Individual. Indivi no, no, it was, was 3,000 individuals. Oh, there you go. You're right. Ooh, look at me. You're so, the zookeeper now. So 500 species, does that include like wildlife or plants and whatnot? Like, no. 
that just goes to collection because people tend to forget like this is a zoo but there's also speed like there's also like yeah. little um like displays yeah. inside of like yeah. plants so yeah we we push really hard to be a botanical garden as well um we have a ton of native non and non-native uh display plants like yeah yeah uh, you walk the pathway and there are a bunch of fauna that have uh signs signs yeah that's sure. pretty interesting yeah so yeah i mean that's pretty interesting to me yeah i mean do you, but do you guys there's not like a, a botanical garden there is there um the not in like the i mean like the whole walkway is considered the botanical garden because I mean, of how vegetated the area yeah, but I mean, like, there's this one place called the Fairchild Tropical. Right. Garden. Yeah, I wouldn't say like. I love that place, but yeah. they have they have like little buildings. It's like a greenhouse. Yeah. No, no, we don't have greenhouses like that. Okay, okay. I thought um, you did for some yeah. reason. But... Yeah, it's cool. Like, you think like being a zookeeper, all you do is like work with animals, but it's like so much more than that. Like, I'm learning so much about botany and so much about like other things because you, you don't realize how much you have to work with like all that stuff. You know, like yes, we have a certain diet for our animals however we also cut them brows so like our guanaco or think of like a llama that's basically what it is right it's a species of llama but along with their diet we also want to give them brows as a sort of enrichment and just another thing to pick at so i'm learning what acacia is what gumbo is what brazilian pepper is you know all these types of uh foliage with trees and brows that they like you know and you just you learn so much about that as well isn't yeah, it that's pretty cool. isn't it crazy how when you're very passionate about something and in that field of work you tend to just learn things without trying it just yeah. comes because yeah. you're so interested you just you have like a keen ear yeah. to certain things and you start picking up things from yeah. like especially since you're in the um, in South America right it's Amazon Amazon, yeah. Amazon sec- sector <laughs> sure <laughs> you, you you know you're hearing things about gumbo acacia mm-hmm. uh, the Brazilian pepper tree like mm-hmm. you said you're hearing all these things and you're learning about that as well. So yeah. that's also a tool that you can use for the future. Yeah. Well, gumbo is a, a native tree to uh, to Florida. But yeah, and I believe acacia is African. But Okay, but I'm a native I know what Florida. you mean. Yeah. I have no idea about that. I had no idea. Gumbo, <laughs> yeah. I thought gumbo was like a food. From, no, like well, gumbo limbo is the species of tree. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah almost every animal loves that because it's like very sappy. So yeah. it's like almost like a, like a sweet, like if you take the bark off, it, you know, it, it, it bleeds a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of like a sugar to like a lot of animals. So they will like our guanaco will peel the bark off, eat the bark and like lick the sap off. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And does it grow back? The bark? No, no, no. Well, because remember, we're, we're cutting branches off. So like oh, it's okay, a branch. So it's not. Yeah, we're not like planting a tree and holding. Oh, OK, it I just yeah. thought about this guanaco, like grabbing the tree <laughs> no, bark no. and just ripping it off. And just eating <laughs> no. it. I'm like, OK, does that like. Go back like skin or what? No. Anyway, yeah. do you have any like interesting, like uh, exciting, or something that crazy that happens? That, like, I don't know, man. Every day is exciting. You know, I work with animals, of course. Yeah. But I mean, like um, something that, like something that happened, like spicy, you know, like so something that, that that you can say. I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Like I have a ton of stories, but like it's not like yeah, it's you know, not like it's just a lot of cool interactions. I mean. I remember the first time I heard the lions uh, carol, which means uh, caroling for lions. Is, uh, it's basically saying like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? It's like a, a type of call. Wow. I was maybe 10 feet away from it, and I felt the vocalization in my chest. Like my, I could feel the vibration in my chest. Was it because they were that loud? Or yeah, they're, they're that loud. Frequency. They're that loud. I mean, you oh. could hear them from like two, three miles away. It's insane. Yeah. Lions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they carol, they're extremely. I mean, they have yeah. to because like when they're in. South Africa, right? That's, that's where they're. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're native to the majority of Africa. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's just South. Africa. Because when they're there and they're they're here in these great plains, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm pretty I'm sure it's even louder in the plains because there's no sure. hills or buildings. Sure. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, you know, I I don't work anywhere near the chimpanzees, but when the chimpanzees decide to be vocal, I hear it all the way from my area. They, yeah. They're, animals are so much bigger louder they're just stronger, stronger. They're, 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 yeah, stronger they're so much more impressive than a lot of people give them credit for it. even is. the small ones bro the, one of the most impressive animals, bro yeah those are mechanical like dude they're perfection bro <laughs> yeah they're pretty cool they're perfection i mean they're huge yeah. that's why they call it um people inject themselves with like horse steroids or something because <laughs> bro their muscles are huge <laughs> yeah. man it's funny, like, I recently got, so when I was a kid, 
the way I got into animals because I was like really into dinosaurs, and that's always like carried on, right? Like I still am into that, and now I'm starting to like now that I'm making my own money and I could buy my own things, I uh I started you collecting. Horse why you want them? No. Um, <laughs> so I started collecting like fossils, right? Like I have a Spinosaurus tooth, a Mosasaur tooth, and my newest collection is a Mesohippus tooth, which is a species of extinct uh, horse. And it was only like two feet tall, very small. Like the tooth fragment I got is only about, it's like not even an inch long, but it's super cool because it, it's know, a fragment, though, right? Yeah, no, it's not is the it whole the jaw, but it, it's like a, it, it's a little piece of the jaw with like three teeth. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, really that's, cool. that's pretty cool. I mean, but do you have like some kind of certificate saying that it's like a real fossil or is it just a fossil you bought? i mean it's a fossil it's a real fossil yeah. i do have a, a identification card okay okay yes yeah, like it's a legit fossil. all right nice <laughs> yeah no, i'm yeah, just wondering because like you never know because i mean you could say you're buying some you know that's why you that's why it's good to have that yeah yeah no for sure absolutely but yeah that's cool that's how i'm gonna get to now and it's very okay expensive. cool so that's, so that's that's a new hobby of yours that i think so i just think it's cool man yeah. Like, so the story goes, of yeah, the, the story goes, when I was a kid, I, I used to want to be a paleontologist. From there, I turned into zookeeper, right? So, like, those, those, those interests always stayed with me, you know what I mean? So now, like, being actually able to, like, say, oh, my God, I have a dinosaur tooth. I have, a di- like, a, 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 an extinct horse, like, tooth fragment. Like, that, to me, is super cool. Like, going to the museum and seeing fossils is kind of cool, you get me? Do you know what's even cooler than that? Your game, last game for the swingman. <laughs> yeah, just like w- w- plug my stats real quick. Dude, 15 <laughs> points. How many threes you have? Like three? I had three threes. Two were back to back. One was for the game. Dude, so, no, bro. When you, what'd you do, bro? You you got like two blocks. I had a few blocks. No, yeah. no, no, I'm saying like one play. You had two blocks. You blocked somebody uh-huh. and then you blocked again. Then on the other end, what'd you do? Like you scored, right? You. I don't know, it. dude. It, it happens so fast that like if it's not recorded. No, it's you made a like, three, bro. I remember that. Like you blocked it, and then and then then you pulled up on the fast break, and you made a three. And oh, I know was, what you're talking about. Yeah, when the when was the like, tall guy was guarding me, right? I don't know. Was who it was that guarding, one? bro? It doesn't matter who was guarding that game. I don't know. Yeah, just a quick plug. <laughs> Anybody could no, but no, this is actually a good segue because I want to talk to you about about basketball as well. For sure. So, when did you start playing basketball? Like like for real. Okay, so before we start, I'm nothing special for anybody hearing. I'm just like an average. You're better than me. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, so I was always a baseball player. Like, I've always played from like 5 to like 12, 13, I played baseball. I was really good at it. I just did not like it uh, at the time. Now I love baseball, but at the time I thought it was so boring. And that's, I don't know why. But I don't know why, because it's nine, it's like 18 halves, technically. It's nine, nine innings, yeah. Well, top as, as a kid, it was only, I think we did seven innings. We didn't do nine. But yeah, I was like 13, and I remember my uncle bought me NBA 2K13, and I was no like, way. I was like, dude, there's no going back to baseball. Dude, there's no way. This <laughs> yeah. So, so what you're telling me is that 2K and their marketing made you fall in love with basketball. Yeah, man. I saw the cover with Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, and Derrick Rose, the 2K13 one. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know who those people are, but I need that. I fired it up. I remember I, I played with Steven. I played with Jose. I played with a bunch of those guys. And that's like I was like, oh my god! Like you, you need a sponsor. This is I might, this is yeah. This is the golden story for two K. I might, man. This is what two K. I would for. always run with like because like I always watch bat like I always watch like I remember the first like quote unquote game I watched was like the two thousand eleven finals, uh, Mavericks Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I didn't understand it. I just knew the home team was playing. You get me? You know what's funny? You were already into basketball at this point, right? I really wasn't. Yeah. I remember vividly. Game, I think game six was like gonna start that night. And you know what I was doing? I was playing MW three. Oh yeah. That's, that's no funny. wait, maybe it was because they played back to back, right? It was twenty twelve. Yeah. Twenty eleven. Well, who? Okay, see in Miami, they played two times. No, they right? only played once. That okay. was in two thousand twelve. Okay, so yeah, that's when I was playing MW three. Mm-hmm. Everyone at that time, everyone had their clan ties as either OKC or Miami. Oh, for real? Oh, that's yeah. Cool. It was either MAA or OKC. Everyone yeah. in the lobby. You see, some, you see, like, everybody. That's cool. OKC or MIA. You have some people on your team mm-hmm. as, like, the rival team. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember that that was my – I didn't really get into basketball until my uh, my freshman year of high school. That's when I started playing. Yeah, you're right. That's when we started playing together. Yeah. Yeah, at San Jose. Yeah. That's why I'm so far behind from you guys. All you guys were playing, <laughs> like, Dude, six years before You me. said freshman year? Yes. I was only, like – I only started, like, two years before that. 
Because I started in seventh grade. That's two whole years. Imagine how much better I'll be two years from now. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, you have a two, two-year head start. For sure. But yeah, I started seventh grade, I think. I remember I was always, like, the tall kid. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever I am now, I have not grown since I was 12. Like, I was this since 12. So everybody, I remember uh, in, I think it was, like, eighth grade going into freshman year, I played with Manny, and I played with, I remember Jared. Oh, I don't know if you ever met Jared. Yeah, Jerry. Um, that sounds like yeah, Jose, Alfredo, Steven. Did I say Alfredo? I meant Alfonso. Alfonso. That's a neck. Point is, we all played on a team together, and my dad was the coach. He said, man, all these parents are coming to us because they all think you guys are older kids. I was like, no, That's man. So yeah. and, and were you guys any good in that? Um, I mean, was it I mean, was we, the league called again? Yeah, it was the YMCA. I mean, we won the championship. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I mean, let's be real. So you guys were good. Yeah, we were a good team, and Jared was really good at the time. Steven was really good. We had another Steven who was really good. Jeremy Alfonso was good, too, at getting rebounds. Yeah, dude, he's a monster, bro. He still is a monster. Uh, we had this kid named Joel. Uh, I was playing with him the other day. I don't know Joel. If you yeah, he was on the team. Uh, it's 305.joel, right? Maybe. On, on Instagram? Instagram? Maybe. Damn, I just, I just shouted you out. Yeah. I'm not, I, I have to look, but yeah. I, I know Joel, yeah, he's, he's, he's white, he's like really white, he's like kind of, well, back then he was like really chubby, right? I don't think. I mean, he went to Reef. No, yeah, I know Joe. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he was on the team. Yeah, I. We went undefeated. We only tied one game. So we were like, how many games? Let's say it was ten tied games. Yeah. In basketball. Yeah. So there's no. It went to do- double overtime, and the, and the refs called it. Wow. I, I guess yeah. they retired. Dude, we were like fifteen. So it wasn't like. 15? I know, I know, but like still. Well, you were fifteen. That was freshman year. That was going into freshman year. Yeah, fifteen. Dang, you guys were playing. See, I, I never played any organized sport of basketball mm-hmm. until courtside. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so odd for me. And of course, I'm playing my first time playing organized. I'm playing four, fours, and I, and I got yeah, like I know. half of a size court. Yeah, I know. It is weird because like court, like it doesn't. It's it's like a weird feel. Well, you know what I was saying? You know, now that I'm a spectator for this season, I was looking and I'm like, oh, I think I know why. Because other things sometimes um not, not to take anything, but sometimes. I know how you play, bro. Mm-hmm. You 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 run you run around like you utilize a three pointer. Yeah, but there's only half a three pointer. I know. I've noticed that. So it's kind of odd. It's kind of yeah. hard for you to like. And adapt. there's no corners. There's no corners yeah. either. And my, that's my shot, bro. Yeah. My shot is <laughs> yeah. a corner three or the corner, and it's it's kind of hard to uh, adapt. So I mean, I was just thinking, like, what if we play like at an actual full size court? Dude, I've been wanting to. Like, I just don't I, I, I that's like really good. Like, yeah, really that, good those players. are like ballers. Like I don't like. <laughs> I don't belong there, but uh, I've been I've been wanting to. I remember um, like two years ago, like right before the pandemic, I went to the YMCA and asked for like an adult league. Mm-hmm. And they said they were working on it, but like I haven't heard back since. That would be really cool if we could like get that started. This is kind of random, but I don't know if Manny told you, but tomorrow me and Manny have an interview with Courtside Mike. Oh really? For what? For for his podcast. Oh really? Yeah, he oh, has one too. Where he records it and puts yeah. it on YouTube and whatnot. Sweet. Well, good luck. I hope you get it. Yeah. Shout know. out the team. I mean, we do, and he, you know, I looked at the DMs, and he was like, "Oh, hopefully, hopefully, you guys be injury prone." I want to talk a lot of shit on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, I got you, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it true that Manny told all of you guys to like like step it up for the last game? Uh, Manny's like a good vocal leader. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he 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 likes to like play as a point guard, even though he's like one of the taller kids or kids. He's one of our the taller guys on the team, and I think that's like the perfect role for him because I promise you. All of my points last game, him. except for five. The first three, which was a, a, a off a rebound, and my first layup, which was off like a tipping, those weren't assisted. Those were just me being in the right place at the right time. Every other play that I made was him telling me, after the, after the pick, roll here. When you're coming off this, stand right there. Uh, Brandon's going to come in. He's going to cut. He's going to find you. You're going to be wide open. Every single time, he was right on the money. Like he. Brandon had a, a really tall guy with a bandana on, right? I had the, the really tall guy. He was like 6'5". He was guarding me. Brandon cut in. They both came to help. I remember that. Wide play. open. Both I times. Back play. to back. But like, if Manny wasn't there, that, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have known to just stay there. I probably would have cut. I would have set a screen somewhere. I wouldn't know to be positioned right there perfectly. Do you get what Dude, I mean? I remember that play, like, day, like, yeah. like day, bro. Because I remember... It just happened like it was like it was like two two K NPCs, bro. They they, they, just, <laughs> yeah. they they both went for the for the ball at the same time. Yeah, and then, and then they passed it to you with the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went in. Dude, I remember that play back like, to back, man. 
If I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Manny, no, Manny was dropping yeah. dimes. Yeah, he game. sees the court pretty good. Like, yeah, I wish if I could add anything to my game, it'd be that. Be able to read the floor the way he can. I don't. If you give me the ball in the, in the paint, it's gonna go up. It's gonna go <laughs> That's up. Good. That's good. It's, it's, it's gonna go up, or I'm passing it out. I'm not gonna like passing it out to like someone's obvious or getting a turnover. Dude, best moment from I've only played. This is my second season playing there. Best moment though, hands down, of the entire time that game last season against D2O. We were up like thirty. I think it was twenty. Whatever, bro. You know what I mean. And you, you get the you're dribbling the ball up, and he's like, "Fuck it," and you let it fly. No, bro. dude. That I was awesome. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say that. Manny was like, "Ah, oh, you know what to do." <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm like, "I know exactly what to do." <laughs> yeah. And then dude, I didn't even hop into it. I wish I would have hopped into it because it would have been better. But either way, like I, I stepped into the shot yeah. and I made a shot. It was kind of far. The guy yeah. was on me. The ball. Yeah, man. And I guess what happened? The next play, I tried doing it again. I. I remember that. I remember that. But I was open. So Don't feel bad, though. I remember, like, two plays after that, I, I chucked, like, a half-court shot just to see what happens. Yeah. Didn't even get close to going in. No, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, yeah. Last season was fun. I, I'm going to uh, – my plan is to get back into the team next season. But mm-hmm. we'll see how that works because there's so many players. So we're going to see what Yeah, happens. I know. And Manny's wor- working his magic, recruiting, tampering even. No, I'm just kidding. If you're watching Courtside no, Mike. No, he's not even – But – It's a joke. Like – He's not actually doing that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, wants to come on the, team, goal, say, yes. the goal is to get better, and if you get better and you put the team, who am I saying, bro? You know, you're our friend. You know, like if you want to get better, yeah. spot. Okay, but of course, but then there could five people on the bench. I do not want to be five people deep into the bench because yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna because then I'm not gonna do no. I want like two minutes. I'm not gonna, dude. Everyone's gonna get their PT, bro. I'm not going to play for two minutes, five minutes even. I'm playing yeah. for ten minutes at least. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. No, I get it, though. If I have to pay more, I'll pay more. Dude, no. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm saying pay more, like, as in, like, drop, like, two people and pay more. Pay more. Oh, Otherwise, no, I'm down to do that. But otherwise, I because like, last season, one of my things was, like, I will go in, right? I guess I'm down to, like, five minutes. That's mm-hmm. cool. But I could keep going. And I'm like, yeah. I felt like at the end of the game, at the end of the game in the, the game, I wasn't really playing at all. Like, yeah, I, wasn't I, gassed. Know what, I know what you mean. If I'm not gassed, I feel like I'm not playing. Well, I feel it all depends on, like, fit, right? Like, oh my gosh. I, I, it, like, it should never be me, Mark, Matthew, Ahmed on the court. Because none of us excel at ball handling. I'm a half-decent at it. Mark's half-decent at it. Ahmed's half-decent at it. None of us should be orchestrating the offense. You know what I mean? That's why I say it's, like, all about fit. Like, when, when, when that unit's on the court, we should have a ball handler. We should have Steven, Chris, Brandon, or Manny. So I think that's why, like, last season, you were one of our bigs. We had three bigs, you, Manny, Steven. Steven wasn't really a big, you get me? So when Manny's on the court, Manny has most of the minutes, it's going to be tough to run two bigs like that. You get what, you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I get what you mean, but I'm not that big, bro. None of us here are big. I know, but you, you know what I mean? Comparatively, you're yeah, like yeah. a big body. Yeah, relatively, yeah, I'm a big body. But, yeah, no, I feel like I feel like we should have at least two of the ball handlers on the court at the same time. Right, right. Because let me just say, dude, I tried to dribble the ball last time. I had like five turnovers. Listen, I should have had another one, but the ref could let me like play soccer with the ball. Here's the difference: you're good. You're you're good. Not have defense. Have these. You're good at handling the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean dribbling. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to passing, your IQ is kind of like no. I know slow. it is. I know it is. That's why I don't want the ball in my hand. No, but passing is where you struggle. But uh-huh. handling the ball, like dribbling, you're good at it. Yeah. It's just like sometimes you like pass the ball kind of lackluster. No, no, I know, but that's why I say like I don't want to be orchestrating the offense. Yeah, of course. if I can just run I mean, off a pick, catch and shoot, cut easy layup, I rather do that because like I, it's I know what I'm good at. I know that's it. And if we're trying to win a basketball game, like I'm not trying to drop any dimes. You get me? Yeah, but you can. So, trying to work on it at least. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was a good. Um, a good conversation for sure, man. I had, I had a good time talking about the zoo. I learned a lot about the zoo and different species and whatnot. Yeah, for sure, man. Really quick, shout out Jose, our friend Jose. I always say if it wasn't for him and my dad, I would I wouldn't be what I'm doing right now. Because in scene, really quick la- to wrap to wrap up the episode, if that's cool with you. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jose and I, you know, we've been close friends for a while. And in eighth, excuse me, in senior year, we had a. We had a class together. Now, I had, like, serious senioritis at that point. And remember what I told you? Like, as a kid, I, I like zoology. Yeah. I like paleontology. paleontology. And so, like, as I got older, kind of, like, 
went away. You know, I still liked it, but I wasn't like as heavy into it. And when we were close to graduating, I thought I was going to go be an eye doctor. Like that was my plan. That was like my career path. Well, Jose one day sent me a video. It's a, Ke a Kevin Richardson video on YouTube. Kevin Richardson is this guy who has a, uh, you know, very quick summary. I'm not going to do it justice, but like he, he has like a, uh, an animal uh, conservation uh, place, I guess, in South Africa. He has a large area where he has lions, hyenas, leopards, so on. And he sent me one of those videos and I was like, oh my God, this guy's working with lions. Like, that's so cool. So I started like what I started binging those videos and you know how the YouTube algorithm works. Mm -hmm. Once you watch a certain subject suggested comes up Yeah. on the suggested, there was this guy named, uh, Brian Barczyk, Brian Barczyk, for those who don't know, uh, when I was watching him, I haven't watched him in a while, but when I did, he was doing a uh, ball Python breeding. Like that's what he did. And he made videos off that. And eventually he, he made like a little, he, you know, he had a store, but he made that into a little zoo. Like he had Burmese pythons, he had frilled dragons, he had uh, he had three gators, he had ball pythons, he had a bunch of cool reptiles, right? So now I'm like, oh my god, people are making money off of this? Working with animals? First I'm into lions, then I'm into like reptiles. From there I, I found this guy named Joey, the king of DIY. He does like aquariums. From there I found Camp Kennan, who's uh, down here in South Florida. And he has, you know, his backyard, he owns a lot of reptiles. And I found this guy named Chandler's Wildlife, who also lives down here. I was thinking about yeah. that name. I couldn't. I couldn't remember that name, bro. Yeah, man. This whole time we were talking about like names and stuff. I'm like, dude, dude this is one yeah. guy. I know that. But when I was really into like uh, snakes and stuff, uh -huh. he isn't he the guy that, that has like those that takes care of snakes? Yeah. He so he 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 takes care of. I mean, he has Kevin the King Cobra. He has a King Cobra. Yes. He has a. And he puts them in, 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 in like a little barrel, right? Like for feeding time. Oh like, well, that's to, yeah, that's to clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. But yeah, so so I found him, and you know, not to brag, but I'm going to. He has like two million follow or subs right now, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I don't know, something like that. I was when I found him, he only had like ten videos up. Like he just started. Wow. Yeah, and I found him, so that was really cool. So I always say, if it wasn't for Jose, I wouldn't have found Kevin Richardson. I wouldn't have found Brian Barczyk, and I wouldn't have found Chandler's Wildlife. And those three channels made me realize, like, I, and at this point, I'm in college, and at this point, I'm like, dude, I don't want to. Be an eye doctor yeah and then my dad showed me this flyer for an internship at zoo miami and i was like let's do it also your dad was like really supportive about, about oh about yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. that's cool dude my first day as an intern i was like yeah this is it yeah i'm not being an eye doctor anymore this is it. yeah shout out jose if it wasn't for you I'm jose you don't do it he doesn't for real amen well i appreciate you Alrighty, for coming sir thank you for having me and, and uh, uh peace for sure until next time